you don't just want financial advice. You want to build skills, discover tips, hacks, and strategies to help master your finances in easy bite-sized pieces. This is 30-Minute Money, and here's your host, certified financial planner, Steve Wershing. Welcome back to 30-Minute Money, the podcast that delivers action-oriented smart money ideas in bite-sized pieces. My name is Scott Fitzgerald at RockVox Recording and Production Studios. Joining me in studio today, Stephen Wershing from Focused Wealth Advisors. I called you Stephen. That means you're in trouble. Uh-oh. Okay, Mom. <laughs> Sorry, whatever I did. I didn't mean to. I won't do it again. We're going to talk about 401ks today. We are. We're going to talk about tuning up your 401k and making sure that it's in tip-top shape for the new year. It's running smooth. It's running smooth. All right. Clicking on all cylinders. Firing on all cylinders. Um, yeah. It, you know, it's uh, a lot of people handle their 401k like it's a set it and forget it. And, you know, there are some things that you should do in your 401k if it's going to give you the biggest benefit. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is how to give it a little tune up make sure that it's still performing for you. Yeah. I always wanted to kind of get the idea of like, how often are you supposed to check in and see what's going on and how things are generating or not generating or anything like that? Yeah. You know, if you do that once a year, it's probably fine. Really? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be a lot, but you should check in on it once in a while. And if you do it annually, that's probably fine. And so the first thing that you're going to want to do is to take a look at how the investments in that 401k are allocated across the different investment options that you've got money in. Now, is that like when you talk about, is it aggressive? Is it yeah. conservative? That kind of thing. Yeah. On a macro level, on the really high level, it's stocks versus bonds versus cash. What's the, what's the allocation there? Okay. And the younger you are, the more stocks you can have. And the closer you get to retirement, bonds should, should become a larger and larger portion of that portfolio. But here's what happens. Um, um, allocation works to reduce risk in a portfolio. And over the long term, actually, it can also lead to higher long-term returns, but it only works when you rebalance, right? That only works if you rebalance. Um, if you just say, I'm going to put 60% in stock and 40% in bond, and we're just going to let it run. Well, over the long run, stocks will probably outperform bonds. And so if they are systematically earning more and more than bonds are, then it will go from 60 to 62 to 65 to 66. And it will, it will gradually occupy more and more of the portfolio. And that just increases risk. So, Oh, I see. So you want to make, so if, if it's been performing well and now it's up to 70%, you want to go back and say, no, 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 we want to keep that at 60% or exactly. whatever, whatever exactly. you have. It so you rebalance the portfolio to whatever, whatever allocation is appropriate to you. And it's a way of systematically, like we can never call when the market highs are going to be or the market lows, but if you rebalance it systematically, it's sort of a, a, a it's a discipline that gets you to um, systematically sell things when they are relatively higher and buy things when they are relatively lower. So you're never going to hit the highs and lows, but if you do it on a systematic basis, then you will be, you know, taking advantage of those ups and downs mm -hmm. without having to worry about the timing of it. So is it the right allocation for you? And have, when was the last time you rebalanced it? Is it still that allocation? The next thing that you may want to take a look at is, you know, of the choices that you've made, are any of them underperforming? Uh, many 401ks have, you know, many op different options. They can be dozens of options in a 401k, which I don't consider necessarily to be a good thing. Um, 
<clears throat> you know, it's important to have a number of choices and it's important for those choices to be diverse in terms of what kind of investments they put money into and different characteristics. But just, you know, going from 20 investments to a hundred, it just confuses people. It just makes it even harder to do that. So, um, however, from based on if, if you have a 401k, it's got lots and lots of options. So let's say you want, you know, a certain portion to be in stock. Well, you might have 12 or 15 or 20 different stock funds. You know, did have you taken a look at that fund and, and how is it done compared to its peers? Because if it's done poorly, then you can swap it out for a different one that's still in your 401k mm -hmm. and systematically get out of things that underperform and, and get into things that keep up with their peers. So when you're, when you're talking about checking in once a year as being good, you are referring to the fact that, that your 401k is already being watched over by someone like yourself. No, that, that if, if you're working with an advisor, um, then that advisor, if they're, you know, if they're, if they're providing comprehensive advice, which we do, and I think all advisors really should do, they'll be looking at it as well. You might have set up a data feed so that, you know, the 401k shows up in the planning system, or they might just ask you for statements a couple times a year. And your advisor should be doing that. But if you don't, if you don't work with an advisor, then you should be doing it because it needs mm -hmm. to be done if you're going to make the most out of it. And how, how quickly do things start to underperform? Is it something that could suddenly, I mean, obviously no. if the stock market crashed or something, right. it would be a different story. But if you're not looking at it and that's just my concern is, yeah, you know, every, everything, th you know, thing, things fluctuate, um, on a, on a quick basis, but, um, underperformance is really more of a long-term thing. Okay. So you, you, right. you know, I wouldn't worry about, Oh, it underperformed this month because you know, right. things are going to go up and down every month. I see underperformance is really, you know, over the past three to five years trending. Yeah. You know, this, this fund has performed the average the underperformed the average stock fund, you know, by 20%. Well, maybe we want to make a different choice. So it's not a short-term thing. It's going to be based on, you know, longer term statistics. If you do it on a short term, if you, if you do that, quick switching back and forth, you, you will probably underperform as a portfolio. So you want to be basing it on longer term gotcha. statistics. So now also I will say that um, while having, you know, 150 options in your 401k is not necessarily a good thing. It's also not necessarily a good thing if your 401k has like three investments in it. So if you're not happy with the investments in the portfolio, or if you don't think that you have enough, one thing that you can look for is something called in-service distributions. And what that means is that um, even while you typically you can't get money out of out of a retirement plan until you leave service, until you separate from the company. Um, but if your plan provides for in-service distributions, then you can roll money out of that 401k even while you're still working there. And you can put it into a, an IRA where you may have a lot more, where you have a lot more choices and a lot more control over what you invest in. So if you're not happy with the performance of a lot of things in, in the 401k, take a look and see if you have in-service distributions as part of your plan. Because if you do, you may be able to put it someplace where you have more choices that you can make. Is that something that you can add or is it you find that when you first create the, the 401k? It's, it's not up to you. It's up to the plan. It has to be in the plan design. But if you ask your HR department for a summary plan description, it'll be in there. It'll, okay. you know, or you can ask your advisor to look into it. They can read a summary plan description. We do it all the time. So that's something you can take a look at. The next thing that you can take a look at doing your 401k tune-up is how much are you contributing? And so 
if you started putting in 5%, you know, a couple of years ago, um, if you've gotten a couple of raises since then, you know, have your contributions kept up with that? You know, it, it, I, I, ideally, when you get a raise, some of that will go to fund a, a better lifestyle and some of that will go to increase the amount that you're saving. So sometimes you can do that automatically within a plan, but um, whether or not it's something good to look at. So if, you know, take a look and, and as, as your income has gone up, have your, has, it, has your, have your deferral percentages gone up at your contributions as a percent of your salary, have they gone up as well? Ideally that's what would be happening. It makes it a lot easier to hit your retirement goals if you're doing that. And where you want that to be as a minimum is that if your company provides you with matching contributions, meaning if you participate, they will put in money with you. You want to make sure you're maximizing those out. So if they will contribute dollar for dollar up to 3%, you want to make sure you're putting in at least 3%. If you're not, you're leaving money on the table. Yeah. So that's something to check as well. And then finally, you know, now... Um, more and more plans have an option to put money in after tax as opposed to pre-tax. So there, you have traditional 401ks and now you have Roth versions of 401ks. And, you know, one of the things we've talked about before is the secret to, to developing a low tax retirement is having a nice balance of, of your savings across the three tax buckets that there are, the taxable bucket, the tax deferred bucket, and the tax-free bucket. Everything that you're putting into a traditional 401k is in the tax deferred bucket. You don't have to pay tax on it now. It grows without being taxed, but when you pull it out in retirement, you have to pay tax on it. Tax-free bucket is money you've already paid tax on, but it too grows without being taxed. And when you pull the money out, you're not taxed on it. And if you want to be able to control taxes in retirement, you need to have, you need to have that tax-free bucket available to you. It doesn't have to all be in tax-free, but you need to have a tax-free bucket to complement the taxable bucket and now more and more 401ks enable you to make Roth contributions. And so if you're taking a look at, at your, if you're doing a, a year-end 401k review, take a look and see if your plan offers a Roth option. And if it does, evaluate whether it makes sense to, to shift some or even all of your contributions over into that Roth bucket and start building up that tax-free aspect. Your retirement is at risk, not from the stock market, not from inflation. Taxes are putting your retirement at risk. I'm certified financial planner, Steve Worshing, and I specialize in helping people create low-tax retirements. Unmanaged taxes can take 30, 40, even 50% of your retirement income. Learn how to defend yourself against excess taxation. Our complimentary webinar will cover all the principles you need to know to protect your money for you and your family and keep it away from the government. This free webinar will cover how taxes are different in retirement, the taxes you pay in retirement that you don't have to pay during your working life, how to move ta savings into a tax-free environment, the widow's tax, the SECURE Act, the SECURE Act 2.0, and what they mean to you. The webinar is free, but you have to register to save your spot. So go to focusedwealthadvisors.com slash webinars and find out more and sign up right there. Even if you're not planning to retire for the next five or 10 years, this information will be critical for you. The longer you have to put the strategies into effect, the more you can accomplish. 
That's focusedwealthadvisors.com slash webinars to find out more and to sign up today. Lots of great information about 401ks. What's your 30-minute action item? 30-minute action item is review your 401k allocation and your contributions. Uh, there you have it. Thanks for joining us. 30-minute money, 30minute.money. Steve Worshing can be found at Focused Wealth Advisors, and you see a link to his calendar down in the show notes. We will catch you next time on 30-Minute Money. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcast or like the Stephen Worsing CFP Facebook page and feel free to leave us a suggestion for what topics you would like to hear discussed on the show. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Focus Wealth Advisors and Cambridge are separate entities. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions.